0: Film Fair Kim Manch par honge Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karti Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke electrifying performances. To Huchayitayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 p.m. Only on ZT. The Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Mali. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Cibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Borton, B. Benaderet, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and the music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> Just about saved my life, Harlow, a friend tells me. I came into my kitchen with wet, muddy feet the other day. I looked at the muddy tracks on the floor. I looked at my wife. I waited for an explosion. To my amazement, she hardly said a word. That's where you come in, Harlow, said my friend. Apparently, you persuaded my wife to use your Johnson's low coat. She says it's no trouble at all to keep her kitchen floor clean now. Well, it's true. When you glow coat your kitchen floor, it really is easy to keep it clean and sparkly. You see, Johnson's Glow Coat forms a tough, protective wax film that keeps dirt and spilled things from penetrating linoleum. You simply wipe this shining wax surface with a damp mop, and right away its bright colors and patterns are clean and beautiful again. As for applying this famous floor polish, you just spread it around on the floor and let it dry. There's no rubbing or buffing. Glow Coat shines as it dries, doesn't streak. For a lovely floor that's easy to keep lovely, use Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat. The McGee's of 79 Wispel Vista have worked out an arrangement with the evening paper. Whoever has the energy and ambition to go out and bring it in is entitled to first crack at the news section. So guess who's reading the want ads? As we meet, Bibber McGee and Molly!
1: Here's an interesting ad, Molly. Hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: Me too For sale Fine saddle horse by a farmer who's moving to town with five gates and gentle manners Ooh. I'd like to answer that, I've never seen a five-gated farmer Here's another ad that Am I disturbing you?
3: What do you think? <laughs>
1: I think I am <clears throat> Anything in the news section, kiddo?
3: Well, quite a bit And uh, before I forget it, you'd better put plenty of water in the car before we go to the drugstore so it'll stay cool.
1: Stay cool? Why are you worried about the car staying cool? Well,
3: look at this headline. Police rounding up large numbers of hot cars. (laughs) My goodness, the way that car of ours... No,
1: no, no, no. Don't be so naive. (laughs) That ain't what that means, Molly. (laughs) A hot car means a stolen car.
3: Oh. Now, how
1: come there's been so many jalopy swipes?
3: Well, too many people leaving their keys in the ignition, according to the police. Ah, the police. What's the matter with them guys?
1: Sitting around on their big, fat precinct stations? (laughs) Playing pinochle while innocent citizens get their cops cooped. Cooped cops. (laughs) Car stolen. By George, if... That's
3: not fair, now. Well, why ain't it?
1: My gosh, if them lazy mugs would get out and patrol the streets, you know what it would do? Certainly.
3: It'd make people like you grumble that they ought to stay in their precinct stations and stop hounding innocent citizens.
1: Well, Jesus, I... Come in.
3: Oh, good afternoon, Mayor Latrivia. It's nice to see you. Thank
1: you, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrivia. You're just the guy I wanted to see. Take a look at this newspaper. Yeah. Pretty crumpled, isn't it? Been sleeping on it? <laughs> Never mind what I've been sleeping on. It's what you've been sleeping on that's got this town in a mess.
3: And what has the mayor been sleeping on, McGee? The
1: job. That's what the mayor's been sleeping on. Just what is your current complaint, McGee? Has the garbage collector been waking you up in the morning dropping eggshells?
2: No.
3: He thinks the police department is falling down on the job of the stolen car situation, Mr. Mayor. Not that I agree with
1: him. Well, why don't your whistle-blowing tumb mob of Keystone Cops get busy with (laughs) it? For your
0: information, McGee, if you're capable of assimilating it, our police department has been greatly augmented to cope with the situation.
1: Augmented my clavicle.
3: Why don't you hire more coppers? That's what augmented means, sweetheart. Sure.
1: Huh? Oh, it does? Yes. Well. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, what are you
1: doing about it, Latrivia? We have started a campaign to get car owners to remove their
0: ignition keys from their cars. We call it the Car Key Club.
3: Oh, do a lot of people leave their keys in their cars, Mr. Mayor?
0: More than 60% of the current crop of stolen cars have been taken by youngsters who wanted to go joyriding, Mrs. McGee. Uh-huh. And in nine out of ten of those cases, the keys left in the ignition were a standing invitation to them.
1: Well, any sap that's lemon-headed enough to leave his keys in his car deserves to have it stolen. I almost agree with you.
3: I notice you have your car keys in your hand, Mr. Mayor. You don't take any chances yourself, do you?
1: These are not my car keys, Mrs. McGee. Whose are they? Yours. Oh. <laughs> you left them in your car out in front here. Oh, thank you,
3: Mr. Mayor. You better be more careful, McGee. Ah,
1: but uh, nobody get very far with my car. There ain't a tire on it that would roll over a cigar butt without blowing a tube. <laughs> The loss of your car does not interest me as much as the youngster who starts himself off as a thief by borrowing it, McGee.
3: Yeah, and you'd really miss that car, too, if you couldn't take it to go on a fishing trip this summer, dearie.
0: Oh, my goodness, I'm glad you mentioned fishing, Molly. I've got to stop downtown and pick up some fishing tackle I ordered.
3: Live bait, Your Honor?
1: No. No, I'm a fly fisherman. Really, Latrice? I'm a fish fisherman myself.
3: <laughs> I
1: didn't mean that I fished for flies, McGee. I fish with flies.
3: Oh, McGee fishes with Dr. Gamble.
1: (laughs) No flies for me, Latrivia. I don't want to be distracted when I fish and a lot of flies buzzing around. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind, McGee.
0: That's a pretty sorry attempt, and I refuse to go along with it this time. (laughs) Okay.
3: Uh, Where do you buy your flies, Mr. Mayor? Who catches them for you?
1: Nobody catches them, Mrs. McGee. I tie most of them myself. You mean so they won't get away before you need them, huh? It isn't a matter of their getting away, McGee. Why,
3: of course not. Not if you tie them up tight.
1: I don't tie them up. I don't tie them tight, I tie them loose. I mean, I don't tie them up. I just tie them. Didn't you ever hear of a trout fisherman flying ties? A <laughs> <by> tying
2: flies? <laughs> No, and it must
1: be pretty delicate work, too. I tried to lasso a calf once and couldn't come within a mile of it. But to tie a fly... What do you do, tie their hind legs together and then throw them down? No, I don't. I merely take the feathers.
3: Heavenly days, feathers. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Now, just a darn minute, (laughs)
3: Latrivia.
1: I and my little wife may be pretty dumb, but feathers on a fly is just I cool. didn't say flies had feathers, fathers, A feathers. I said a fly trying, a fish flyer. When a man flies to try a tie, flies <laughs> to fly a try. You know very well that fish flying try fish fishes are fly. I you, you.
0: McGee. <laughs> Yes. Did I show you the new fly rod I bought
1: for ten dollars? Yes, and it was a good vibe, La Trivia. Goodbye, McGee.
0: And here are the King's men with Bahia.
2: Sky, why are you one that I long to see? Keep calling and calling me, but all so the loneliness deep in my heart. Oh, the oceans run dry While there's a star in the sky
1: Get them brakes fixed. <laughs> you said you wanted to stop at Kramer's drugstore, didn't you?
3: Yes, thank you. Where shall I meet you?
1: Oh, I'll come in with you. While well, you're buying your Kleenex, you think? I'll see if I can get Kramer to break a box of paper clips for me. I only need a half a dozen. We
3: can probably get a dozen now that the steel strike is over, dear.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the door of the drugstore, Molly, which we are about to enter, for the benefit of those tuning in late. Kramer's Drugstore. After you, my
2: dear. Thank you.
3: Oh, don't you just love the smell of a drugstore, McGee? Yeah. Peppermint, licorice, carbolic acid, mayonnaise, tobacco in wet umbrellas. <laughs> Got two pennies, McGee? I want to weigh myself.
1: You can weigh yourself for one penny.
3: I always do it twice. I never believe it the first time. <laughs> or maybe I... Oh, for goodness sakes! Hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. How do you do, my dear? Good afternoon, Miss McGee. Hi,
1: Carstairs. If you're waiting for Kramer to fill a prescription for you, you'd better sit down, Carstairs. Takes him five minutes to fill the order and two hours to type the label.
3: <laughs> Nobody ill at your house, I hope, Millicent. Oh, no, my dear. I just stopped in to get Mr. Carstairs a bottle of his favorite shampoo. <laughs>
1: You mean shampoo, Carsten.
3: Not the kind he likes, Miss McGee. He prefers a brand scented with tiger lilies. The formula, I believe, is in the proportion of twelve tigers to one lily. Does your husband wash his own hair, Millicent? Oh, no, my dear. He sends it out. <laughs> but he sends his own shampoo with it. Oh,
1: he wears the skull rug, does he, Carsten?
3: Yes, Mr. McGee. I think that's one reason I fell in love with him years ago. I simply adored sitting in front of the fireplace, running my fingers through his hair, after he'd gone home. Ah, <laughs> uh, your hair is getting a little thin in spots, too, isn't it, McGee? Yeah, but it isn't baldness. Mm, what is it, then, Mr. McGee?
1: I used to wear a crew haircut, and some of them deserted. <laughs> do not you get it, girls, crew, deserted? <laughs> the humor of the remark lays...
3: Yes. Doesn't it?
2: <laughs>
3: well, I see the clerk has my package ready. Good day. Good day, Millicent.
1: <laughs> Trouble with her is she's got no sense of humor. She's the kind that groans when you make a pun and then uses the same pun the rest of her life.
3: <laughs> Making a pun is like laying an egg McGee.
1: Yes, isn't it? <laughs>
3: You do all the work on it And then somebody grabs it And you never see it again Well, oh my
1: gosh Come on, let's get out of here But
3: why, my goodness we. Over just... there
1: by the cigar counter It's more tooth I don't want him to see me
3: But he's one of your best friends Why don't uh, I'll you... explain later
1: Hurry up Oh, oh phew, that was a close call Let's drive around a while, Molly McGee,
3: can... I will not stir one step Until you explain why you are avoiding an old friend That's not like you
1: The old friend doesn't like me either. Why not? (laughs) Well, a couple of us boys at the Elks Club saw Mort sleeping in a chair tipped up against the wall, and we stuck a couple of fool cues up his pant leg and then gave him a hot (laughs) foot. give a scream like a wounded brake drum and caught a glimpse of me ducking through the door.
3: Well, I always said there's nobody more impractical than a practical joker.
1: Now Mort wants me to pay for his torn pants and the Elks want me to replace two busted pool cues and... Oh, my gosh,
3: Molly! What's the matter? Is he Our or? car!
1: It's gone! Somebody stole it! I remember leaving it right here by this fireplug! Somebody
3: stole it. No. Now calm yourself, dearie. Standing here yelling about it won't help. Get back in the drugstore and call the police. I'll
1: say I'll call the police. Guy can't leave his car for a minute in this town. Without... Hey, did I take the keys out of it? No. Oh.
3: I did. And I gave them to you, remember? Oh,
1: yeah. Well, come on and help me telephone the cops.
3: How can I help you make a phone call?
1: Well, you can tell me my name when I ask you. <laughs> I'm so excited I probably won't remember. Oh, come on. Where's the phone
0: move? Uh-oh. Oh, here you see, madam, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat... Did you? I'm sorry, buddy, this phone is in use. Johnson's glow coat not only preserves and protects your yeah. linoleum, but it also helps bring back its original beauty and luster. Yeah, it requires I... no rubbing or buffing. Oh, my gosh. Look, Carlo, let me use that phone a minute because I got... No way, brother. You'll bother me. Get your hand out of that door.
3: You should know that bothering him in the middle of a sales talk is like slapping a panther in the middle of lunch. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: but he didn't realize who I was. He thought I was some stranger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've heard people say that you'd make a very nice one.
0: I'll tell him who I am. And furthermore, madam, Johnson's glow coat is extremely simple to use. Yeah, Just I'll, I'll, pour it see. on, spread it around, and let it dry. And in 20 minutes or less, you can walk across a sparkling, gleaming linoleum. Hey, Waxy, let me use the phone, will you? It's me, little Fibber. Glad to know you. My name's Wilcox. Now, go away, oh. will you? You see, madam, spots and spill things are so easily removed from a glow-coated floor that housework is greatly simplified. Housewives... Hey, Waxy, please, listen. I'm Look, mister, go send yourself a threatening letter, will you? I'm busy. You (laughs) see, madam, with Johnson's self-polishing glow-coat...
3: You'll just have to let him finish, McGee. He's the skyrocket type. Won't come down to earth till he burns himself out.
1: Yeah, but gee whiz, I don't see why...
3: Ah,
0: you may have the phone now, sir. I'm very sorry that I was... Oh, hello, pal. Don't call me,
2: pal.
0: (laughs) Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Where's the nosy pup that was trying to crash the phone booth?
3: Well, that was himself here, Mr. Wilcox. He's got to call the police. Somebody
0: stole my car, Junior. I got to report it. Oh, gee, that's tough, pal. Hey, look. When you get the police department, ask for my cousin, Big Freddie Wilcox. He's a lieutenant. Ooh. Here, uh, here's a handful of nickels.
3: It'll only cost one nickel, Mr. Wilcox. Now,
0: if you talk to Big Freddy, he doesn't catch on very quick. Uh-huh. Usually costs me 35 cents to wish him a Merry Christmas. Well, good luck with it, pal. See you later.
3: Go on, McGee. Get with it. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Hello, operator. Give me the police department. Hello, police department. I want to report my car stolen. Yeah, it's a blue sedan with a cracked windshield. A half a Hershey bar in the glove compartment. A bath mat. A lap robe that says Hotel Waldorf onto it. And, huh? Wait a minute. What's my name, Molly? Fibber McGee. You sure? Yeah. Uh, hello? Fibber McGee, 79, whistle Vista. Yeah. Okay, Sarge. Okay, hop to it. He says they'll put it on the teletype right away, Molly. He says... That the... What's the matter?
3: Look, dearie. When we get out of the car, where were we?
1: What do you mean, where were we? We were right in front of Kramer's drugstore, naturally.
3: And which way did we rush out when you saw Mr. Toops? Out the side door on 14th
1: Street. That was the nearest to of... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean...
3: I mean, take a look out the front window. There's our car right where we left it. On Oak Street. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: I'll be a monkey's father's brother.
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> ah,
3: come on,
1: Molly. Imagine that. All that excitement for nothing.
3: Well, almost for nothing. Cost you a nickel.
1: I'll pay a nickel any time to have that car, not to have that car stolen. <laughs> I wouldn't pay any more than a quarter to have
3: it. Well, hello there, kids. What you doing? Oh, hello, old-timer. We thought somebody would stolen our car, but we were mistaken. Hey!
1: She said we thought our Well, car. I'm glad you found it,
3: kids. <laughs>
1: Dirty crime to steal anybody's car nowadays. Almost impossible to get a good one. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing downtown, old-timer? Hey!
2: <clears throat>
1: well, Johnny,
2: uh, I,
1: I come down here to see Doc Gamble. Had a little consultation. Nothing serious, I hope, old-timer. Oh, no. You see, kids, when I was in the Seabees, down there in them beautiful sun-kissed, flowery, Man-forsaken South Sea Islands. I took so much Atabrine, my system feels like the back room of a drugstore.
3: Adabrine, huh? That's what they used to cure malaria, isn't it, old-timer? Hey!
1: Isn't that what they used
2: to cure malaria? Yeah, malaria, malaria.
3: Uh, What's the treatment, old-timer? Uh, what's Dr. Gamble giving you? No run-around, daughter. He says I'm a silly old fool. Why?
1: Simply because I... Hey! <laughs>
2: Why does he
3: think you're foolish?
1: Because I asked him to give me malaria to get rid of the out breed <laughs> Well, I'll find somebody that'll do it. So long,
3: kid. <laughs> well, let's get on home, McGee. This has completely worn me out.
1: Me too. You got the car keys?
3: No, you have.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, here you go, baby. Yeah. My gosh, you know what, Molly? (laughs) What, McGee? (laughs) I forgot to call the cops and tell them we found the car. (laughs) Remind me to do that the minute we get home.
3: It won't be necessary, dearie. You can tell them right now. What do you mean?
2: You hear that? What's the matter, officer?
3: Did we go through a stoplight?
1: No, lady. This car was reported stolen. Your keys, please. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, forget it, officer. This is our own car. I thought somebody'd swiped it, but I. I realize it's a very amusing situation, mister. But if you don't hand me those car keys, you will acquire a bump that will not be of humor.
3: Are you, perchance, threatening my husband?
1: Your husband? And how did a handsome, intelligent-looking woman like yourself happen to marry a car thief? Why, you look much... Don't too... call me a car thief, you two-wheeled, putt-putting ticket waver. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: pull you off that scooter and ram your siren so far down your throat, you'll talk with a
2: whine till you're 92.
1: Get out of that car. No! No! <laughs>
3: He doesn't trust himself, officer. He has a terrible temper.
1: I don't trust him either. Now listen, you. Start this car and drive straight to police headquarters. Drive slowly, because I'll be right behind you. And one wrong move will get you a thirty-eight slug right in the upholstery. Now get going.
3: But, officer, if... Get. Got your reading glasses with you, dearie?
1: No, Why?
3: I think they're going to throw the book at you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but officer, for the 900th time, I tell you it's my own car.
3: He reported it stolen himself, Sergeant.
1: I'm sorry, but you two people were found driving a stolen car. And you've not identified yourselves to our satisfaction. Well, call Mayor Latrivia. I tell you, he's a good friend of ours. We did call him. His secretary says he's out shopping for flies. Whatever that means.
3: Look now, is there an officer here named Big Freddy Wilcox? He's a cousin of a very good friend of ours. Harlow Wilcox, the Johnson Wax Man.
1: Big Freddy Wilcox has retired. Well, wake him up. My gosh, what's a few minutes sleep compared to getting the guy... He's retired from the police force. Oh.
3: Did you call any of the other names we gave you?
1: More troops. Mr. Toop said you were a dangerous criminal and hanging was too good for you. Why that dirty Did little... you
3: call Dr. Gamble?
1: Couldn't locate him. We left word for him at his office in the hospitals. Mrs. Carstairs? We tried, Mrs. Carstairs.
0: Her maid said she couldn't be disturbed. She was shampooing her husband's hair. <laughs> oh,
3: now, look, officer, be sensible. You can see that we Let me not... talk
1: a minute, madam. Mm. Just as soon as you can identify yourselves, you may leave. And we'll all love it. But this stolen car epidemic is serious, and we can't take any chances. If you were a police officer, saw your friends crippled and killed chasing hot cars at 80 miles an hour through traffic, you'd be a lot tougher than I am. Oh, I don't doubt that, Bud, but... If you have like... seen as many young boys lifted out of wrecked cars they'd stolen for a thrill, you'd want to make leaving car keys in the ignition a criminal offense.
3: But we didn't leave our keys in the ignition. You
1: say you reported the car stolen. A high percentage of stolen cars were taken... Simply by turning the ignition key. Dog gun and our car was not stolen. I made a mistake. Go so sit down, both of you. I've got work to do, and I. Oh, good evening, doctor. Hello, Ben. Did you call me? Oh,
3: McGee, it's Doctor Gamble. Oh, Doctor Gamble, are we ever glad to see yeah, you? Yeah, tell
1: this guy who we are, will you, Doc? I'm afraid you have the advantage of me, sir. I never saw you before in my life. <laughs>
2: Well, does Oh,
1: now, Doc, cut it out. This is no time for that stuff. We want to get out of here. Come on. Come on, Arrowsmith. Quit kidding. This gentleman's name is not Arrowsmith, he's Dr. Gamble.
3: Oh, that's just a joke, Sergeant. My husband always calls him Arrowsmith.
1: Why? Why? Well, I don't know. I just saw him all the time. What are these two people charged with, Sergeant? They yeah, were picked up driving a stolen car, Doctor. Please, Doctor
3: Gamble, not. If you I... want a
1: professional opinion, Sergeant, from a student of human nature and a fine judge of character, if I do say so myself, I'd say the lady is a high type of woman. However, this man has definite criminal characteristics. Now, just a darn minute, that's all. So quiet, you. <laughs> Go on, Doctor. Notice the lobes of his ears. Practically, practically non-existent. You'll remember what Lombroso said about that. Guy or Carmen? (laughs) And notice, too, the low brow and the rather loose mouth.
3: Please, Dr. Gable, let's not carry this silly joke any further. Heavenly day. Hey,
1: Doc. Did you hear what we done to more tubes? (laughs) (laughs) You mean about the pool cues?
2: Yeah, Yeah, McGee, I did.
1: (laughs) Okay, McGee, you win. Turn them loose, Sarge. They're all right.
2: My
3: goodness, Doctor, you really had me frightened there for a minute.
1: You vouch for them, do you, Doctor? He'd better vouch for us, Buster, or I'll break every pill in his big fat handbag. <laughs> yes, they're all right, then. Mrs. McGee is one of the finest women I know.
3: Oh, Doctor, I'll let you tell that to all the lady car thieves.
1: <laughs> but her husband can stand watching, Sarge. He's the type that tickles coin telephones with pipe cleaners. <laughs> So what? I never made a nickel at it.
3: Well, come on, McGee, let's go on home. Thank you for coming down, Doctor. Goodbye, Captain.
1: Good night, Mrs. McGee. Night, Doctor. Go so on now.
3: Oh, my. Doesn't that fresh air smell good? Do all police stations smell like that, Doctor?
1: Approximately, my dear. They bring in some pretty stale characters there sometimes. <laughs> Hey, you going home or back to the hospital, Doc? The hospital? Why?
3: We'll drop you off on our way home, Doctor, if you'd like a lift.
1: In what? In our car, that's it, right over...
3: Hey, where's our car? Molly, ain't this where we left our car? Right in front of the police station? Oh, yes, certainly. Did you take the keys out of it?
1: (laughs) Take Molly home, will you, Doc? I'm going back in and give myself up.
0: It seems to me there's a touch of magic in the way wax can turn an everyday object into a thing of lasting beauty. Take one of your tables, say. Rub a little wax on it, polish it, and right before your eyes, that table becomes a handsome, shining treasure. That's because the wax brings out the natural grain of the wood and gives it a really gorgeous luster. The whole surface seems to glow. All through your home, you'll find that Johnson's wax performs other apparent miracles. Floors take on a gleaming, mellow shine that adds enormously to their appearance. Johnson's wax is wonderful too for your furniture, leather articles, ornaments and other household accessories. And they are not only beautiful, that lovely lustrous coat of protective Johnson's wax is constantly on duty to guard against dirt, wear and spill things. Now if you've never seen how Johnson's wax can enrich the appearance of your home and save you hours of work in a bargain, put the name on your shopping list right now. Johnson's wax paste liquid or cream.
1: In the police garage. I remember now that motor cop took the keys when we got out.
3: <laughs> and to think of getting a ticket on the way home for driving too slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now
1: those policemen are really on the job, aren't they? Great bunch of fellows. Honest, dependable, loyal, courageous.
3: When you do an about-face, you really whirl, don't you, dear? <laughs> huh?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good night.
3: Good night, all. <laughs>
0: This is Carla Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products, for home and industry, I'm inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good
2: night. <laughs> this is NBC, The National Broadcasting broadcast
0: Hindi cinema blockbuster entertainment when Karan Aishman Paul Film Fair Film Fair Ranbir Kapoor Kapoor Khan Janvi Kapoor Ali electrifying performances so for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday 18th February 9pm only on ZT